0: Good morning, you are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Segal Network with a very special Zoom edition uh, right here today on this crazy Friday, crazy quarantine. We're all doing amazing though. For those of you who are tuning in for the very first time, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food all the time. I love shopping for food, cooking, eating at restaurants. (laughs) We'll talk about that in a minute. Anything food related and I hope you'll tune in. Every week to table for two and hear from me, hear from my incredible guests, sharing your great recipe ideas, and we want to hear from you too. So you can email me, Naomi at NahumSiegel.com. You can reach me on um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, all the good stuff, and on my website, the gourmet.com So um, if you have a food experience, we'd love to hear about it. Um, how's everyone doing after uh, all the, all the, time indoors it's like really hard and I miss getting on the train and going into the studio in Manhattan like on the Lower East Side and I try to go in early to go to the farmer's market grab some local produce fresh produce and it's not the same you know it's definitely not the same but we're looking forward and we're counting down till we can uh, get back in there and do all the fun stuff so meanwhile we're going to carry on with table for two and do our shows and have fun talking about food but one day we'll be back in the studio hopefully soon all right so I have one incredible guest who's been on the show before um it's funny I'm always begging him to come to the studio and now we can like pick a time and easy because we're doing it by soon so he's in his place and I'm in my place And now we can talk all about restaurants, which, you know, may or may not get through all of this, but we're going to hear from Johnny Klein, uh, president, CEO, uh, developer, owner of, yeah, that's Kosher. And we're going to just talk a little bit about food and travels, sitting on our own couches, quarantined. (laughs) Uh, Hi, Johnny. Johnny, you're you're, um, muted.
1: Hi, Naomi. Thanks for having me. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm as good as I can be given the situation.
0: Right, right. It's it's rough, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's as long as we rough. have our
0: health, but you know. Yeah,
1: like listen, Baruch Hashem, like we all have our health. I think that our sanity is next, and we need to we need to protect that, right? Um, so we're we're trying to do what we can to to stay sane.
0: Right. What are those things for you? Because you um, travel, you're out. You yeah, eat, you get on
1: I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of person that like needs to go out every so often when I say out, I mean, out of the house, out of my city, sometimes out of the country. I like to explore. I like to learn, you know, like I like to be around people and I like to, I just like to like do new things, eat new things, try new things, experience new things. And this is one of those times when I can't do any of that um and the new foods that i'm eating are delivered to my door it's not the same it's Uh, not the
0: same it's not the same i miss the ambiance of a restaurant we can get the restaurant tons of restaurants are incredible they're doing great so many of them are doing taking charge and if they're able to like they're they're doing the deliveries and you know they can and and the restaurants you go there for the ambiance like doma yeah
1: not just not even just the ambiance but like I don't wanna do dishes, I don't wanna prep, I don't wanna clean, I don't wanna do any of that stuff. I leave the house semi-clean so that I can go somewhere else and have them deal with that. Um, obviously I wanna eat the food there too, but it's part of the total experience. Um, and the takeout and delivery is some of that. I don't have to do any of the prep work and most of it is stuff I don't have to worry about the, the cleanup so much. So we, I get some of that experience uh, from doing takeout on delivery. And I, I will say though, that I uh, it's so important that we, those of us who have jobs and who can afford to, right. Right. That, that who can afford to support our local businesses should, um, there are so many small businesses of all, of all kinds, especially in the kosher industry that are struggling. Uh, yeah, and you know, we don't know how many of them are going to survive this.
0: It's rough. It's really rough. I, I love that the fact that, that the caterers who were, yep. they're about to go into their busiest season after life for my boom, wedding, 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 bam, it's they're, They have been mindful. I turn my own bi- business into something else. I do Zoom cooking classes, you can hire me for that. Um, but they are turning their simcha spaces and kitchens into a place where you can, um, they're doing commercial catering for shoppers,
1: and, and weekday yep. food Ram has done an amazing job. Yeah. So it's funny. Those you mentioned
0: Ram. Meals. Brilliant.
1: It's funny you mentioned Ram, like they, they wanted to spread the word about that. So they actually dropped off a bunch of those frozen meals by my house. Yeah, um, and listen, I don't know. I don't blame them for not really spending money on a marketing budget. I completely get that time is, uh, money is tight right now. Um, I'm looking forward to trying them. And I think that that's, it's really innovative. And I think that what you said about reinvention and shifting the, your business, I think that every business right now, even ones that are doing well, need to rethink how they're operating as, as a business from the small individual businesses like yourself, like you run your own business. It's just you. Um, and how you do your business is going has to change because everything that you've done till now has been in person physically with people. And now you've, you have to shift that up. Um, every business on the planet needs to rethink how can they stay afloat given the current mindset. And that goes from, you know, fortune 500 corporations that I work with in my day job to all these kosher restaurants, some of which can't shift. And I think that, um, when I think about who are going to be the winners and losers from this, this is my projection. This is my thoughts. This is not what I wish. I don't wish any of these places lose. I want everybody to win and I want everybody to stay open. My projection is, is that the, the, the high end restaurants are going to have the hardest time unless they're sitting on a pile of cash and they get deferments on their rent um, or on their mortgages. The the high end restaurants are going to have the toughest time writing this out because we don't know how long this is going to be, and yeah. they have the they have the most difficult time justifying the high cost for their food for takeout or delivery. Like right? most, right. most no, of,
0: I'm, I'm...
1: yeah, most of the really expensive places are not open right now, even for takeout or delivery. They're just completely closed. Right, and, like
0: we have Reserve Cats closed. Right, Wall Street Grill
1: right doma.
0: doma doma closed i i, I think
1: Abigail. oh yeah
0: la has been open for 20 more than 25 years yeah. that's like 100 years in restaurant news Yep. Yeah. It, it my heart hurts i know how hard it is for me with my business what about these guys i'm not paying rent in manhattan
1: yeah it's it's rough listen um one of my, one of my fa- two of my favorite restaurants, one, um, what right. So two of my favorite. I mean, it's not, it's not a shock. Cause I used to go there all the time when I worked in Midtown and I would post about it on Instagram all the time. Paprika. Paprika. Paprika is one, and, and I'm a
0: friend and a follower. Yes. So you should know everyone. When I invite Johnny on to it, it's because he's great at what he does, but he's also a friend yes. <laughs> and I watch.
1: I appreciate that. Um, they're, you know, like they're good people and they make really good food
0: and really good food. I'm like, <laughs> I went thinking the and I'm like,
1: yeah, Donnie's spot on, yet again. And I like it was from my midtown office. When my office was in Midtown, it was like a 12 to 15 minute walk for me to go there. i passed pass like seven or eight other coast restaurants and I'd go there because they they had really good food and a good experience. Um and now there's nobody in Midtown, right? They're next door to YU's dorms in Midtown, Stern's dorms. Stern, nobody's there. Who's working right now in the offices in Midtown? No one. So they're getting only a handful of orders a day. Um, I just put something out to like help, you know, help 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 them get some orders in, and they'll deliver it to you in not outside of Manhattan. They're going to organize some deliveries to Long Island. Johnny,
0: that is wonderful. Can we, everyone, yeah. uh, you know, I I did not get that. I must have missed
1: that. Um, but let's share that information. It, it, here, I
0: literally you just to... posted it. Yeah. Um, okay. Great. So, we're recording this on a Thursday afternoon, yes.
1: whatever the
0: day, April 29th? I don't 30th, even know. 30th. It's, I don't know. If it's either Shabbos or the rest of the week. So, I don't April,
1: know. It's April 65th. But...
0: <laughs> it's but, March 65th.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, so, so the, I mean, they're not They're not the only ones in this boat. It's just like they're, they're, they're having issues for obvious reasons. Another one... Now I don't know their, Obviously I don't know Anybody's financial situation So uh, Unless they literally tell me Saying like Hey we're in trouble We're going to close Another one that I'm assuming Has Has to have some issues Is Mr. Broadway Right Mr. Broadway And a lot of people Don't know this Mr. Broadway Was The Original Was the First of all They've been around For like a hundred years they've No no literally
0: not exaggerating. Literally, hundred ex- years. I wrote up the history for the Mishpacha magazine on—I I don't remember it anymore. I, I could find the article on that I did on 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 Mr. Broadway. They've been around a hundred years in a different location, and they've rebranded themselves a few times, but they have been around a long time.
1: Yeah, and and even the current iteration's been there for a few decades, and. What a lot of people don't know is that before this whole thing happened, they were the number one restaurant on Seamless in the world, in the world. Now, they're listen, they're a single restaurant. They don't have any chains. They're the most centrally located kosher restaurant potentially in Manhattan. And then they would do deliveries throughout the city. And so you'd have kosher observant travelers to Manhattan who would flock there. Israelis who maybe, maybe kept kosher, they would go there. They would serve five different cuisines.
0: So iconic.
1: Right? And Like, five different cuisines, and the food was good. Um, you And you can go, you can you can go basically from like 11 o'clock in the morning till about 11 o'clock at night, and the place is almost always... It's busy. Oh, it's busy. It's no, busy, I, for I like staff, busy for delivery, it's busy for sit-down, it's busy for it. And... Again, who's in Midtown right now? There's nothing happening. There's no games at Madison Square Garden. What
0: about Milk Milk and Honey? How's that? Are they open even?
1: So they're I'm a big sure.
0: lunch place.
1: Uh, yeah, all well, listen. All of the ones in um, all of the ones in Midtown are are probably dealing with, with the same issues. I also heard that the Milk and Honey downtown, which is right near my office, and I relied on them because they did. You know, like they had. Uh, salads and sandwiches and sushi and they had a yeah, bunch yeah. of options. Um, I heard that they're not reopening after this whole thing. And, and a, they
0: took a long time to get open.
1: Yeah, that's a huge loss for everybody who works downtown um, if that's the case. I really hope they do reopen. I really, really do because I'm going to need that when I'm back in my office. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, There's not a lot of dairy options downtown.
1: Correct. Um, so it, it's an issue. And listen, I've been hearing from Kosher restaurant owners everywhere. And it's not just kosher restaurant owners. Like, like like what you said before, um, the the caterers are struggling too. And so the caterers are encroaching on what the kosher restaurants are trying to do. So now they're both in the same boat. Right. They're, you know, like they're both trying to get you.
0: And then the personal chefs are trying to make a living as well. Yep. But now why have they come to me to, or not me, my industry, my personal chef industry? Yep when they can go to a restaurant or that, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely hard. Can I just, I want to just take a break and we'll talk, um, uh, uh, continue to talk but you know, speak your small businesses, the Rebby's choice, right? Yeah. So right before we started my doorbell rang, I go outside and I forgot he was coming today. He's trying, he, you know, people aren't going to the supermarkets product on shelves is sitting. Cause you know, you go to the supermarket, you throw extra things in, right? Yep. supermarkets are being hit up as well company so what he did he's the herring he's been on table for two a few times we love them um so he just dropped off on my house a, sh- a kiddish package for tomorrow yep. you can order from the rev's choice you can find out um where they're delivering to i didn't get a chance to talk to him they're
1: delivering so so i also posted about them because i actually just literally put that in my mouth 20 minutes ago you, <laughs> they have put that in equals, my mouth
0: i can say with confidence but it always says don't say it's the best because you'll insult someone. Um, you always have to say one of the best. You see, to be a lawyer, you see he's like trying yeah. to cover me. But this is the best cracker in the world. Is their flatbed kichels. Yes, oh, unreal, unreal.
1: I've been I've been noshing on them, so I have a few of their products in my kitchen right now. Over <laughs> Shabbos, over Shabbos, I've been you know eating the kichels with with herring, Everything. herring. But then I was like, wait a minute. This is like some deliciously amazing cracker. What else can I eat this with? So my wife made um, a second batch of chrein after Pesach. So on Pesach, she made from scratch. We had the maror. we had the maror, and we had beets, and she she made it herself, and it's better than any jarred maror that we've ever had. Now
0: you're having it with crackers. And now
1: I'm dipping it with the crackers, and I'm like, it's unreal. Now we have like farmer cheese from. Also from Pesach that I that we hadn't finished yet, and I'm they're like just
0: cream cheese. These cream are, cheese. are the best crackers. But he also has his own. He started making his own. I'm not sure if they're going to be seeing this on camera, right? Um, normally table for two is also recorded so we can put it on YouTube uh, on our Nacham Siegel Net channel. So I'm not sure if that's going to happen. But um, I'm just showing Johnny up on the screen <laughs> so he can see. But I'm going to mention the Norwegian smoked salmon, the most delicious smoked salmon. And they have different um, choices of herring, which are he sent sweet black pepper herring, his newest everything bagel spice uh, herring and lox, and spicy schmaltz. So there's a whole selection,
1: and My some favorite, of his the, handy
0: um, little packages, so that you don't smell like herring afterwards. Yeah.
1: Jalapeno. If if people are ordering, I highly recommend the jalapeno matches, as well as oh. smoky zaatar herrings
0: oh okay see there's lots of like really funky flavors um they've been on the show before um and i really just you know um i wasn't planning on having a herring component of our show do but i felt like we've got to bring them in because this is so great and this is our small business is like trying to hustle so you can go to um their instagram or their
1: website you can order you can order from their website and they'll deliver it to you
0: a herring a kiddish package so order I the kitchen, and you can choose I'm your Yeah. Is it
1: what is it? Let's look it up. The, the,
0: the, the Oh, it's the choice.com
1: Yeah.
0: There you go. Um, it's, and one other thing I do want to mention, and then we'll we'll just talk about this, is um is a cooking competition for kids. So they have incredible prizes. It's going from now until next Friday, May 7th. Um, the kids under fifteen, no parents are allowed to be involved in it, so we're trusting everyone on that um, to do a two-minute cooking video and submit it to mykoshia.com. And they have absolutely incredible prizes. So I'm calling, calling all chefs. Um, you got a motorized uh, scooter or something, and a, a or a few book, a game table or some Lego. Um, everything is up uh, on the website. Um, Kosher.com or um, is there is the mother umbrella is the umbrella branch and mykosher.com is the uh, cooking competition for kids. I had thousands of entries for the adult one back in uh, fall winter fall um, and now um, now we're, uh, they're doing one for kids, which I think you no know, a lot of the kids are at home. They're making videos any case, so let's have a chance for them to win something. So I think that's a really cute idea. So. Are your kids into cooking,
1: Donnie? Um, they're not, they're into video games.
0: <laughs> they're boys.
1: The boys, they want to play video games or they want to watch YouTube. Um and like most kids. right now, if they're not bothering me, I don't want to bother. Ariel, them.
0: Ariel, it's hard.
1: If they're it's keeping so up, hard. If they're staying out of our hair, I think then like we need to like let it be. I think right. right you know um
0: okay so let, let's continue our conversation um let's talk about the travel business um, i spoke yeah. a lot last week um with um pesach listings Donny schwartz
1: yep i know him
0: um you know we did speak a lot about that but where where have you traveled let's talk about your last trip where was your last trip before we do as i said so, i Bidud got this l- hebrew for quarantine
1: yeah yeah um i got lucky that i took a trip in January, overseas, and I got it in. You know, before we we got we got quarantined. Um, we went to Spain and Gibraltar
0: in the middle of the winter.
1: In the middle of the winter. So my How- my point of view is there's rarely a bad time to go to a travel destination. That's obviously not the case. You know, like there's obviously a lot of places where like you should avoid certain times a year. But Spain is relatively temperate, right? They they're not, they're not as cold as, you know, where we are here in New York. So I was like, how cold could it be? So it was, depending on where we were in the country, we flew into Madrid. We spent a couple days in Madrid. Madrid was cold. Uh, it was slightly colder than New York or slightly warmer than New York, depending on the day. Um, but we were, we were dressed for it. We already had our New York coat. So we were fine. And then we traveled south into Andalusia or Andalusia, depending on who you're asking.
0: Um, speak speaking Spanish, yeah
1: Right, but we went down there for a couple reasons One, it's beautiful um, And there's so much of that country that is um, heavy in Jewish history So much really? so In much Spain Yeah, is well, it- in Spain, yeah If you Well, if you think about the Inquisition um, And if you think about Sephardic Jewry Um, that we know today that is from Morocco or Egypt or Syria or most of uh, Sephardic Jewry originated in Sephard. Sephard is Spain. Yeah. So um, we learned a lot about that time period, um, you know, a little over 500 years ago. Um, And it was you know, really interesting how there's almost no real Jewish presence there other than, oh, we remember that Jews were once here. Um, it's, it was sad and, but it, it's opening And I think it's really important that, um, as a people, we get to learn about our roots and not only the stuff that we see in Israel, which is very important, not only stuff we see in Eastern Europe, uh, you know, uh, regarding the Holocaust, which is important. Um, but other, comp- other parts of our, our collective Jewish history. Um, other than that, I mean, Spain is beautiful, so nice um, we spent Shabbos in Gibraltar with,
0: I, I heard it's beautiful Gibraltar.
1: So Gibraltar is, it's, it's really cool and it's tiny and you would never expect there to be a thriving from Jewish community, English speaking Jewish community there. Cause
0: it's a British colony, right?
1: Correct. It's a British colony. But the funny thing is, is that everybody there, um, is Sephardic slash Moroccan. Right?
0: right. Makes sense so, for the geography.
1: Yeah. So they, so unlike, unlike where we are in America, where, you know, where we live, people come from all over um, ethnically, the Gibraltarian Jews can trace their lineage back to the Jews that were kicked out of Spain. Right. Because a lot of them ended up in Morocco, which is right across the, right across the water. Very, very close. Like, you can it see is. it. Look <laughs> on
0: a map. It's like this.
1: From there you can see you can see Morocco from there. So there were, you know, hundreds of years where the Jews left Spain, ended up in Morocco, and then when the Brits took over Gibraltar, they actually needed uh, merchants and, and other tradesmen in Gibraltar to make it a thriving society. So they actually physically brought Jews back to Gibraltar. So this is all a community that can trace their lineage back to the Jews that were kicked out of Spain.
0: It's amazing, right? Wild. I love it.
1: It's wild.
0: Uh, you know, I'm um, from Gibraltar, and I I, I want to go there with her. She now lives in England. Garlic and ganache, um, Tanya. Um, she she um, she's from there, and now she lives. She got married. She lives in London. She came to Kosher Fest. but like she, you know, she talks with Jenny Cates from London. They both live in London. Um, Jenny's actually originally American, but I love when the two of them who both live in London speak spanish to each other at croatia fest we will get plus
1: real we'll plus from that right, because but, even though even though gibraltar's first language is english it's such a tiny like little sliver of land that they're uh, they're often reliant on spain for lots of other things and if you want to go right. on a road trip you're li- you're literally driving over the border into spain and so for you to drive 1 hour north uh, from Gibraltar you're in a whole different part of Spain and by the way southern Spain has tons of kosher restaurants not tons but they have kosher restaurants um, I'm
0: dying to go
1: so you're not listen you're not going to southern Spain for the food um you're going I
0: love Jewish history I love Jewish yeah, history
1: that, that's Beautiful why you're go. views yes the views the 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 history the art um there's so much there so 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 much there um and uh, you know what winter break's not that bad a time to go listen you're not going to be walking around in your shorts um or in in your summer clothes but you're not gonna you're not gonna deal with high prices you're not gonna deal with extreme heat right very hot there in the summer
0: i i went to um italy twice to venice twice once i went in November. And I to Venice and I wore my winter coat in fact I bought a new one while I was there because my zipper broke and I bought this really cute coat and I had it for like five years um, and then the other time I went was in August no mm. one told me Italy's as hot as heck in yeah. in, in Venice yeah. in August I felt like we were there for Shabbos Nachomo in 2017 I thought the sun bit through my head yep. <laughs> I could not wear a shirt it was like searing hot. Um, You know, it it gets hot in New York too, but it was a different kind of heat that really like threw me. Yeah. Um, But you should try to figure out when the best time climate-wise is um, to go to these these countries. I mean, you know, I was in Australia in December and it was wonderful to be there in the early summer. It wasn't schmaltzing hot. Unfortunately, there were bushfires everywhere, but that's another story.
1: I think people need to travel when it's good for them and then they need to fit just understand whatever temperature climate limitations you're going to have with that location um listen i went in over thanksgiving break only a few months before our, our spain trip um over thanksgiving break i took off like two days of work and we went to we went to iceland with the kids i
0: was waiting for you to bring that up uh
1: and it was my second time in iceland my first time there was actually right before i started yeah that's kosher 12 years ago it was just me and Ariel. That's
0: how you started it, right? Yeah. As part, it
1: was part of the story of how I started it, um, and the reason we went back now is because I wanted to experience Iceland in their winter time. And even though it's November, um, it's still pre-winter for them. And we saw snow, and uh, a lot of um, waterfalls were like partially frozen, which is a completely different experience than seeing it in the yeah. summer.
0: I hear people go twice: you go in the summer, and you go in the winter.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the truth is, I've been twice. I'll go again. Iceland is one of my favorite places. There's just...
0: Really? Okay, so to hear that. I love I'm, it. I'm, it's five hours
1: away. It's a five-hour flight. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, so I really close. love to go. And, and you can spend Shabbat there now, right? With, with
1: Chabad? There's a Chabad there. Ironically, they're away for one or two Shabbat a year for the Chabad uh, conference in Crown Heights. The Shluchem,
0: yeah. The Shluchim
1: conference. That's when I was there. Uh Right? What are the chances? So it, it just worked out like that. But I was in touch with the Chabad rabbi. He's amazing. He was super helpful. Um, he hooked me up with like uh, stuff, I, stuff I needed for for Shabbos. Um, can you stay near the Chabad house so you
0: can get a minion? Um, I, I wouldn't
1: necessarily bank on a minion, but you probably can get there in uh, in the summertime. In the summertime is the, the high season for travel. Um, I know that we're short on time, and there's one thing I wanted to mention before we ended.
0: Um, absolutely
1: and that is the efforts that we've been taking on uh kosher 19. so kosher 19 has been oh, a, yes. has been this nonprofit that we literally created five six weeks ago um specifically to help um both kosher restaurants so we're basically um people are donating money we're using that money to order food from kosher restaurants and then we're donating that food to hospitals and medical centers. And we're sending it to the frontline healthcare workers who often don't eat. They go 12 hour shifts treating COVID-19 patients and they don't eat. So unless we give food to them and we're sending food to them, they're often not eating, especially the kosher observant doctors and nurses. So So how can we help? Go to kosher19.com and donate. That's it. Okay. That was that
0: simple. I'm going to do that right now myself. No joke.
1: That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So it was literally just a couple of us. It's all volunteer led. Um, and we've we've been working really hard in ordering kosher food from restaurants all over the country. We've we've been hitting um
0: and they maybe, help the restaurants as well, guys. Yeah, it helps
1: <laughs> the restaurants. We're we're making sure we're paying the restaurants so the restaurants get all these orders in.
0: Amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. Very
1: Thank you. Oh,
0: I'm, I am i am glad we got that in because we're like getting close to the end. And we did that wasn't on one of our topics that we had planned to talk about. So yes. um okay, kosher19.com. Yes. And then go jump on that right now and see what we can how we can help and everything. So Johnny, thank you so much for joining us. It's always fun having you on the show. I was about to say in the studio, but this is our studio now. I kind of set up in our in our den. Um, all right. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, follow Johnny at Yeah, That's Kosher. His website, Yeah, That's Kosher.com. He's a wealth of information on food and restaurants, and he answers all his DMs about food and travel. So go follow him and check him out. Thank you so much. We have music sponsored by our friends at Ken all the way up to Lich Benching. I want to wish you all Shabbat Shalom. Stay safe. Happy cooking.